I was about to hit record, but then Lindsay found a few holes in her shirt by her elbow. Hi, everybody. My name is Jordan Reed. And I'm Lindsay Reed. And this is Spooky Spouses, a podcast about ghosts and stuff. Each week, we find things like holes in my shirt. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's flip it, because last week I got freaked out. Okay. But we'll flip it. Uh Say yours one more time, because... You also Uh, have to understand, I have to prepare for this. Okay. Okay, go ahead. Um, We talk about things like holes in my shirt. My neighbor who's a ghost. So you're not going to say anything? No, I was saying spooky stuff. So you're saying the non-spooky stuff. Oh, okay. Okay, I'll count us in. Ready? Yeah. Three, two, one. Each week we talk about things like holes in my shirt. The Mothman prophecies. How many potato chips I can actually fit in my mouth. This is really difficult. Zombies. (laughs) (laughs) zombies or ghosts what color car i would choose besides the gray car that i have now uh cannibalism anything spooky related that is true we did it i don't know you didn't cut it off what do you mean cut it off like you have to say at the end i usually say anything spooky related and you just kept going you just wanted to keep exploring okay I did? Yeah, but I think it was great. Okay, cool. So anyway. (laughs) Well, okay. Uh, Every If this is your first time listening, hello, very happy that you're here. And now I'll get into the part of the show where we say what the show is even about. Every single week since, I don't know, yesterday, well, actually since October 2017, Lindsay and I will both research a topic or three or five separately of one another. Lindsay will go outside behind a tree and be sneaky in research. I will just go right out in the open, hidden in plain sight, and research my spooky stuff. And then we reconvene inside of our house and sit down and record our show and discuss what we've researched for the very first time with each and every one of you and each other. And this week, I'm going to dedicate my portion of the show to allergy medicine. I will dedicate my portion of the show to allergy medicine (laughs) (laughs) i haven't taken you know not trying to brag i've been kind of bad i haven't taken my allergy medicine in two days so but i'm realizing i'm very sneezy and my mouth feels very dry i'm very sneezy too (laughs) um if this is your first time listening to this show it it's kind of gets better no, it does not. Okay, well, um, this is about what you're in for. There, And it's really hard to put that sort of a limit on our show. Is it good or bad? I think that's impossible to say because we talk about things like ghosts and, you know, maybe jumping dimensions and also about how our allergies have been bad. Yeah. Also, we're from the Midwest. I'm not sure if you could pick that up right away because <laughs> of the whole allergy talk, uh, but we're from the Midwest. Lynn's I'm going to go first. Okay. Right now. I'm ready. Also, this is our first episode of October. I know. Episode Spooky month. One, three, three. Does that angel number mean anything? Why don't you take a guess to see if you can guess what one, three, three means angel number wise, and I'm going to actually um, look it up. It means new beginnings are on the horizon and <laughs> that whatever has been bothering you in the past is about to come up again okay that's actually a pretty good guess yeah i think yeah it says the number 133 combines the energy and attributes of the numbers one and three the influence of number three is amplified because it appears twice the number three appearing twice also creates the master number 33 and adds the attributes of this number as well the number one signifies new beginnings, intuition, progress, success, happiness, instinct, creation, striving forward, motivation, willpower, and ambition. I said new beginnings. You absolutely did. Ooh. This number also signifies manifestation using our thoughts, actions, and beliefs. And I'm having to scroll past a bunch of ads for Diodora sneakers. <laughs> Uh, I wonder if you were shopping for those recently. No. uh, (laughs) Yes, I was. But I couldn't find any in my size. I know. Uh, The master number 33 symbolizes guidance, spiritual enlightenment, and the of the humankind, 
blessings, compassion, teaching, healing, honesty, courage, discipline, and inspiration. Okay. It's like when I read, don't get me wrong. I love angel numbers. Yeah. But whenever I start reading about them, I just feel like that information just pours out of my body. Like I just can't retain it. Yeah. And that's why I'm so thankful that we have like our number buddy, Chelsea, who can tell us what these mean. I, I will listen to that. But when I read it, I just feel like I'm saying words, but they're also simultaneously pouring out of my mouth. Okay. I can't hold on to them. Well, hey, this being the first episode of October, we mentioned last week that there would be some new merchandise that Lindsay designed. And guess what? There is. There is. Do you want to tell anybody about your cool design? Nope. Okay. I will, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no, we have a really cool uh, design. It's like a little girl peeking into a pumpkin. What do we call it? The pumpkin peeker collection? Well, we were going to call peeking? it. We were going to call it pumpkin treasures. But we couldn't find a name, so then Colin Parker said, what about Pumpkin Pekin? Yeah. And I actually really like Pumpkin Pekin. It's a good name. And we have a little tote bag, and we have a little coffee mug to put your liquids in. Yeah, we were going to say it was specifically for blood, but you can kind of put whatever liquid you want in there. Yeah, you don't have to. That's kind of weird and gross. Yeah. I think I wrote on there, like, any autumnal fluids. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. Whatever you want. Apple cider, pumpkin spice latte little bit of blood. Anything's okay. But you can check out our merch and a lot of other new merch on the scavengersnetwork.com. Yeah, or you can go directly to spookyspousescast.com, scroll to the bottom of the page, and there's all of our merch there. And I just noticed, too, our first mug that we designed last winter, I think, or this, this past winter. Yeah. The photo of the mug is one of our listeners, Tristan, with it on his head, and it's very fun. Oh, fun. Yeah, it was very fun. <laughs> Very cool. So again, that's SpookySpousesCast.com. All the way at the bottom of the page, you can see some cool new merch that Lindsay designed, and it's very nice. Also, I wasn't going to do it, but I just saw it, and I'm only going to do it right now at the beginning of the month. Every October, since mm -hmm. last October, we play a game called Goat or Ghost, no, You Tell Me. No. I know, you know, and I and I know it's a sad game. You know, yeah, but you got a really big smile when you were like, oh, bummer, we have to do this, but my cheeks are now red and I have a huge smile on my face. <laughs> okay, well, one, I have rosacea, <laughs> but two, <laughs> so lay off, but two... Uh, I wasn't going to do it, and when I saw it, I went, oh, what a fun treat, but oh. I'm only doing it at this episode. We're kicking off October, the spookiest month of the year, uh, with Goat or Ghost, You Tell Me. So, also, if this is your first time listening, I don't know, I decided to play this game once, and whatever, it was very silly and dumb, but then people liked the game somehow, for some reason, so we played it once every episode last October, we're going to play it again right now. Lindsay, oh, and Lindsay's job is to tell me if this is the sound of a ghost that I've recorded by myself or a goat. Yeah. Okay, Lindsay, are you ready for goat or ghost? I'm ready. The only time we're playing it in 2020. Ready? That was definitely a goat. It was a goat. You're right. Well, it is a goat every time. Well, one of these days it's going to be a ghost. And you're going to, you know what you're going to do? You know what you're going to do? What? Crap your pants. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. So I want to start this off with some breaking booze. Okay. This is not from some this is not something I found. We also have a haunted hotline, which you can call or text whenever you want. 803-816-2667 or 803-816-Booze, the ghost number or the ghost word. And we got a text recently from our friend Katie Diddy. Oh yeah? Yes, in Utah. And Katie says this. Hi, Lindsay and Jordan. I think I have an issue. It's pretty serious and I need some dang help. Okay. Uh, coming off aggressive. Well, we're ready for you. I know I've talked about my office being haunted before, but we've moved offices and I think there's an even worse spirit here in the new office. Today, I came into work and my pictures were knocked over. But the thing that makes it terrible and malevolent, and I'm really proud of myself for getting that word in one take, is it was just the pictures of my dogs and then an angry face emoji. I can get behind sharing a space with spooky guys, but spooky guys who don't like dogs? Spooky guys who don't like my dogs? She said again, help. Thanks in advance, K-Dit. And this is the picture that she found in her office. There are, there are a few photos with her and her siblings, it looks like, and then the pictures have been knocked over 
that I guess just have her dogs in them. Well, and then it seems here's... like you're dealing with a demon because who knocks over pictures of someone's pet, whether it's a dog, a cat, or a hamster? And there's the picture of what it looks like normally. Gotcha. Two dog photos. Yeah, so... That's just rude. Well, it's very rude, and it's also mean and nasty. Yeah. I wonder how what she should do. Like, are you allowed to cleanse in your office? Like, I'm sure burning stuff is not work appropriate. Well, okay, if you want to go that route and you want to, you know, are you just talking about doing sage? Yeah, but I don't think you can do that in an office setting. Well, you can't but after hours or off the clock you totally could <laughs> well what about so we don't get her in trouble she can get like a room spray okay <laughs> <laughs> so then it's a safer way and office appropriate wait why don't okay incoming here's a great idea for safe and flame free ghost cleansing or ghost removal or space cleansing yeah a little bit behind the scenes Lindsay has been really into like the wall plugins from Bath and Body Works that have sense. <laughs> it's a fireside marshmallow. It's th- it's really the best one. It smells so good. If you haven't <laughs> tried the candle or the smell, the fireside marshmallow is the it's good. It's very good. Your mom got me hip to it, which is weird. Yeah, I usually don't like like mom stuff. Well, <laughs> moms in general, <laughs> but like. I usually don't like what they like to call like artificial scented stuff, but that one's really good. Yeah, it is really good. Uh, We have 50 of them in our house right now. But um, (laughs) that being said, so Linz has been really into the wall plugs, but then also the room sprays, because I also spray a room spray Monday through Friday whenever I'm in my office at work and I spray the room spray and it smells very good. Now, what about room sprays that are specifically designed to cleanse the space like you would with Palo Santo or Sage. Well, they do have room sprays that are like Sage or Palo Santo. Like those exist, but maybe there needs to be a room spray that's like strictly for like ghost. Anti-ghost. Yeah, like anti-ghost spray, you know, floral scent. Yeah, or like, you know, you you could still have your Sage or your Palo Santo sprays, but on the front would need to have like maybe some little insignia or something like you know, this is this is specifically for anti-ghost. Well, what if it was like four different ghosts, their temperament? Like Katie is dealing with a ghost that hates dogs. Which I cannot get behind. I don't understand I that. know, it's so rude. But like, okay, so then you need the room spray that's like for animal hater ghost. Okay. Or like... Which would be what scent? Because you were about to move right past it and not say what that would smell like. I don't know. I'm trying to think of like what an animal <laughs> hater would smell like. Maybe like just um, like musty and boring. So would you want that type of smell or the opposite smell to repel them? Yeah. I'm thinking of something bright, you know, and right. citrusy. So like what what smell would an animal hater hate? And it would probably be like fresh orange orchard. See, I would think what smell would an animal hater hate? Probably the smell of animals. Oh, yeah. Well, then that's kind of could be stinky you need like seagull scented room spray or like you know seagull is just gonna smell like fish well they hate animals (laughs) they might i mean you might also hate no one ever said this was gonna smell great yeah that's true so i would say okay so these can just be temporary ideas yeah let's just say for right now just for now for a placeholder that anti-animal hating ghost cleansing spray smells like seagulls okay let's uh-huh. move on what 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 other types of ghosts or demons or whatever well then you have like a demonic demon which you think of heck which is like yeah. fire and smoke so what would be like the opposite of that like, laundry clean laundry oh yeah fresh linen fresh, fresh linen, linen. yeah <laughs> <how nice. laughs> okay um what other ghosts are there? there's slimer uh, Slimer, he loves like food and hot dogs. So maybe Ugh. like he probably smells like a New York City hot dog cart, but like mixed with like a little bit of fart, you know? Yeah. So maybe like it smells like green smoothie or like something Ooh, healthy. So yeah. it's like food related, but it's like these aren't hot dogs. This smells like a juice bar. This smells like tofu, which is nothing. <laughs> no, this doesn't smell like anything. And also grated ginger. Yeah. Well, Slimer would hate something that smelled like nothing because he's stinky. He smells so bad. And he eats stinky things. 
and it just falls right out of him. And it's really gr- It's so upsetting watching Slimer eat food. Yeah, it is pretty gross. Well, do you think that Katie Diddy, can you kind of, I don't know, witch's cauldron up some sort of a room spray that smells like seagulls animals like yeah just like a lot of animals well, what if like she went to a farm and got some like hay okay. and put it in her office awesome. and then like, a week later everybody comes down with hay fever <laughs> well okay <laughs> okay because so, that's how it happens yeah. yeah yeah you go to a farm and you you're like why am i sneezing you reach into your pocket oh i have hay in my pocket <laughs> i also haven't changed my pants in months hey has anybody noticed that kitty smells like barnyard or is it just me? It wouldn't be a bad idea, actually, if Katie Diddy went to a farm. And I mean, honestly, if you go to like a farm or especially these days, because there's like the whole pumpkin patch stuff and the corn maze. Yeah. Some farms have petting zoos, kind of, sort of. So she should probably have a petting zoo. Well, that's better than mine. I was going to say you go <laughs> to a petting zoo and you find one of the smaller animals and you swoop it up, wear a, wear a bigger jacket. And then you borrow, say you just borrow the farmer's duck, one of the ducks for a while, keep it in your office, return it when you think the the spirit is gone. Yeah. But I like yours better. Just rent the animals and have a petting zoo in your office. Yeah. No ghost is going to want to mess with that if they hate animals. Right. Because they're like, I don't want to go over there. I hate everything that's happening over there. I, you can have your dumb pictures up. I don't care. Or then wait, why not print out? pictures of cuter and more adorable animals and also like because judging from the photo that katie diddy sent there are two and two framed animal photos right print out three print out four print out 56 and frame them and put them in someone else's office that you don't like then the spirit is going to go directly to their office and be like they like i'm fine with homegirl who liked who only had two framed pictures of animals but this person has 65 photos framed of a bunch of i don't know rodents and cats and dogs and whatever i'm gonna knock those over in their office so anti-animal spirit will have so much work to do essentially because he'll be knocking all the pictures open that he might not even have time to get to yours because he only has a few ghosts and hours yes yes yeah maybe that that might work or set up a petting zoo in everybody else's office yeah, wouldn't that be a cool prank? And then they would be like, I hate animals, so I'm going to go hate on these animals, and I don't have time to knock your pictures over. Yeah, and then no one would ever suspect it was you who did this, the one with no petting zoo in their office, and yeah. everyone else has them. Yeah. Like, oh, they didn't, I guess they missed Katie's office. I like how we were concerned about burning stuff and candles in an office because it wasn't appropriate, but then now we're su- like suggesting that you just set up a petting zoo there. Well. Which is also very office appropriate. <laughs> it's it's a little bit more office appropriate. It's less dangerous. Not really. Well, a goat's not going to burn, a, a goat's not going to commit arson. It could. Have I guess you there seen was, those? What? Goats? goats. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, but I've never seen one with like, you know, like a, like a pack of matches or a lighter. No, <laughs> but they can start fires. Okay. I'll just, I'll just <laughs> let you have that one. I think that's, maybe that's true. Well, Katie Diddy, there's a few options. I hope that one of those is viable. I hope yeah. that one of those works. I don't know. Maybe it will. Maybe it won't. Yeah. I hope so, because you can't go around knocking pictures of puppies over. Linz, I have a few things I could talk about. Um, and I want to know which one you would like. Okay? okay. I have one. It's really nothing to really talk about, but it's this really creepy picture of this door someone found in Texas, I think. Yeah. Uh, it's like really, it's very weird. This was, I'll just show you really quick and maybe I'll post the photo of it uh, on our, one of our social medias. This is from the subreddit Humanoid Encounters. And this is from the user Scarface512. Hmm. And I was going to say they only posted this 22 minutes ago, but I took the screenshot. It was a it's, it's been a while. So Wait, it's they been had to be 512, like assuming old. that 511 Scarface names were already taken. That's one, though, that I would not be surprised if there were like thousands of people with the username Scarface. Yeah, and that's number 512. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Huge door and stone face I found in the middle of the woods in central Texas. Anyone seen anything like this? And this is this weird thing, this giant stone underground hmm. lair with a giant stone face next to it. 
found in the middle of the woods. That is weird. In central Texas. And I was reading it and the person was saying that it just goes and goes and goes. The door uh, was steel. There's a huge lock on the outside of the door as well. So like... They got in. It's very easy to get in because it's just one of those sliding locks, but it's on the outside of the door, which is very strange. So maybe they lock people in and you can't get out? Maybe. And that face compared to the door... That face is probably about, what, three foot high made out of rock? It's pretty big. It's very peculiar, and it looks hmm. it looks like something out of the labyrinth. They said they go inside and it just keeps going. There's nothing in there? Yeah, it was just giant and vast. Huh. Yeah, which is very weird, and I want to know what goes on in there. Yeah, well, I feel like if they search it more, they might be able to find stuff. They might be able to. Or if you know. could just leave it alone and just be like, you know... There are some things in life I don't need to know about. Like the giant door in the middle of the woods in Texas. With the face on it. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right, whatever. Okay, we have a little bit of time left. Do you want something about two pants turning into one pair of pants? <laughs> okay. Or do you want something about a tarot session about a past life? I'm curious about the pants, unless that was the whole story. Well... It is, but there's more to it. Okay. Okay, so this is from the subreddit Glitch in the Matrix. I had a feeling, yes. Yep. I am not saying this person's Reddit name, so I'll just get into the story. Scarface 511. 511, yeah, right before 512. (laughs) Uh, Okay, the title of the story is Two Pants Turned into One in Front of My Eyes. I have animal print PJs from Walmart. (laughs) Okay? Okay. That day... A week ago was laundry day, and it was time to take off the dry clothes. First, I collected all my pants, which I put on a chair in my room that is next to the clothesline, just like a meter away. My pajamas stayed on top of the pants pile. I returned to pick up my shirts, and I saw my pajamas still hanging. I was so confused because I was sure I just put the pajamas in my room a second ago. I took the pajamas off the clothesline and walked to my room and my pajamas were still in the pile of pants on the chair. I couldn't speak, and I couldn't believe it. I approached slowly to the first pajama and held both in my hands for a few seconds. I was shaking and in shock, but when the pajamas touched each other, they became one in front of my eyes, as if they had merged. It was so weird to watch, like really cheap CGI. I'm still confused and kind of scared. So I guess you got the, like... Magic Walmart pants. So I'm trying to understand this story because I read it. Yeah. And I read it a while ago, too, that they had one pair of PJ pants. Yes. That they put on a pile. Yes. And then when they went to get their other clothes from the clothesline, they saw that same pair of PJ pants hanging on the clothesline. Right. They were nervous. They came back. The two pants obviously recognized each other and went, oh, we're supposed to be one pair of pants. <laughs> Oops. Oopsie. And then they went, shloop, and then slooped into one pair of pajama pants from Walmart. Huh. Well, I, everybody thinks this stuff is always glitch in the matrix, but like, how come no one ever thinks like, maybe you're magic? I don't know why people don't think that because that's now something I'm going to think. Like, if that happened to me, I wouldn't think it was a glitch in the matrix. I'd be like... I have now officially become a witch. Okay. I'm, I have to accept it. Maybe I'd be quiet for a minute or two. <laughs> okay. And I'd be like, huh. Okay. So I did that thing. Yeah. And then I would do, I would try to dedicate the rest of my, do- like my week mm-hmm. to making two things into one. So you would set a time limit. You would, if, if you couldn't accomplish another magical trick or feat in a week, then you yeah. would go, okay, I'm obviously not magic. Right. Or, you know, hopefully it would backfire and I would like do it to Molly and she'd become two. And then by the time you get home, there'd be like 14 Mollies here, our dog. You know what? I would love that. Just so many Mollies everywhere. Yeah. Plenty of pups. (laughs) How many times in your life, and I'm not going to ask and you don't need to tell us this Uh when you were younger or older, doesn't matter. I don't care. Have you tried to move something with your mind when no one was around or try to do something and like you thought you were magic and you're like, you know what? I'm by myself. Maybe I'll just casually see if I'm magic really quick. Well, see, the reason that you asked me this, I have a feeling that you did this quite a bit. And also when you (laughs) asked me um, and 
you had a big smile on your face. I know that you've done this quite a bit. I can honestly say I think I've only tried to do it once. And that was with like when I had friends over. Okay. Like it was kind of like, oh, we all watched the craft and we're like, it was more of a witch thing. It was like, hey, let's see if someone has telekinesis powers. And then nothing happened. And then we probably giggled and then ate pizza and like did something else. Yeah. I tried to do it after I saw The Matrix. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh, for the I very like how you remember time. each time. Oh, that was my first time. Okay, continue. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I tried to do it before. Like, of course, you know, you're younger and mm. me, me and my buddies grew up watching a lot of Star Wars. So I was like, okay, maybe I'll do the Force thing. Yeah. Tried that out. Tried it after The Matrix. I don't know when the most recent time I've tried. You mean like this is you've tried recently? No, I I don't, I don't like think I have. Like within the past five years. Oh no 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 no, not even close. Oh, but yeah. I'm just like I'm just trying Are you to think. Sure? Yes. Uh huh. Probably. I'll say probably. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, I'm I tr- haven't left you alone in the house very often well, since we've lived here. So yeah. I haven't maybe, had time. Maybe. I do it in my have... car on the way to work. I try to knock over road signs. Yeah. I try to zap them with my hands. Yeah. And it doesn't work. No, I, I honestly uh... think the last time, it was probably around when The Matrix came out. I was old enough to okay. know better. I was probably like seventh or eighth grade. Yeah. Whenever. No, I would think I was younger. It was like 97 or 98 it came out. Something like that. I can't remember. So I was like 11, 11 or 12. Probably like 11 or 12. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, I see. I was hoping that you would have done it more because you also were alone a lot. Like you, you spent a lot of time by yourself as a kid. Yeah. And you would like make clothes for your stuffed animals. And I thought like. <laughs> okay. I was just a weird. I'm a weird person. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. When you say you spent a lot of time alone and did make clothes for your dolls, it made it seem like I didn't have a life at all well so i did just say two (laughs) things that you did though you know what i mean i had friends yeah i had friends too but i was also by myself i tried to move stuff with my mind okay so you're okay what (laughs) it's just you told everybody that i just spent time alone and made clothes for my doll well they already know that i'm not a witch i'm not (laughs) No. no and i'm not as weird as we we are. We're, but yeah. Yeah, we're weird. We're well, weird. I will say this. Okay. So one time kidding around, um, an, stoked. an ex-boyfriend stoked was over and he was just annoying, like annoying me. We were watching TV and I was kind of just playing a little prank and I was just like not blanking and just staring at the TV just to like annoy him back because I kind of just really wanted him to leave. Okay. (laughs) So I was messing around and we were watching a scary movie. So I thought like, oh, I'll act like possessed and I'll stare at the TV. Yeah. And I did it for like a good like couple of minutes. Like it was a good amount of time. And he was freaking out and being like, Lynn, stop it. Just stop. You're freaking me out. I'm going to leave and getting all mad. And like, as I was about to stop, the TV actually went to static. That's so great. And like, I had to immediately like snap out of it and like tell him like, I'm just kidding. I don't know why that happened. Like all this stuff. And then he left. Well, you might have done it. That might have been you. <laughs> no. Or maybe the universe wanted him to leave too. Cause, yeah, probably. Yeah. But yeah, that was the only time like I wasn't doing it thinking I was intentionally going to do something, but it did happen and it was very weird. Well, that is very weird. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing. (laughs) No problem. Uh, Okay. Did you ever move anything? No, of course not. (laughs) I thought once I was bending a spoon, but I wasn't. Oh. I thought it was really easy. Yeah. After watching The Matrix. Yeah. Wasn't it The Matrix where he goes to see the Oracle and then bends the spoon doesn't matter. Okay. I don't remember. Linz, what about we take a small trip to the haunted housekeeping zone? Yeah. And then when we come back, you can tell us about whatever you want. Yeah, I got some weird stuff that, you know, <laughs> if you want me to elaborate on, I will read it. If not, then you can just take it for what it is. And just stop the episode here. Yeah, and we'll take some voicemails. Yeah, we will. Okay. Well, we will see everybody in the haunted housekeeping zone in three, two, one. Well, yeehaw, saddle up, partners, and hop on your haunted, headless horse, and welcome to the Haunted Housekeeping Zone. Why don't you come along with us? 
If you have any questions regarding haunted headless horses, a cryptid that you once saw and behind your house. Maybe just a cupboard that keeps talking to you. If there's a particular pair of shoes that when you put on, you see nothing but ghosts. Or an Ikea table that you just can't seem to put together by yourself. If you're dealing with any of these things specifically or anything just kind of spooky and unexplainable and you want to ask us about it or even just tell us, you can. You can call our haunted hotline. The phone number is 803-816-2667 or 803-816-BOOZE. That's the scarier number and I like that one better. That's fine. And that's just Lindsay's preference. You can call our haunted hotline or text it any time of day or any time of night. And please don't worry. It will go directly to voicemail so you don't have to talk to a human being at all. We'll do our best to give you probably mediocre advice or maybe you just want to have us talk about it. We can talk about it. Again, the phone number is 803-816-2667 or 803-816-BOOZE. And if you happen to be looking for some really spooky but also extremely fashion-forward pants or shorts or just drip in general, you can check out our friends over at Native Language Clothing. It's spooky cozy season, so why not have spooky cozy drip? Yeah, you can get yourself a really cool hoodie and matching shorts and wear them around your house when you're just, you know, having a pumpkin spice latte with almond milk. They have like Sherpa shorts and they're tie-dye, so it's like the best of both worlds. You can go to nativelanguageclothing.com or check out their Instagram, Native Language Clothing, and do some clicking and some scrolling. And at checkout, you can use the promo code SPOOKYSPOUSES, all one word, all lowercase, and get 30% off your entire order. And that's a lot of percent off. That's a spooky sale. <laughs> yeah, it is. So again, that's Native Language Clothing. Use the promo code SPOOKYSPOUSES, all one word, all lowercase at checkout and get 30% off. Say you have your comfy Native Language shorts on and you're like, you know, I just need a really cool spooky shirt to go with this. You can go check out our friends at DiscountCemetery.com. There you'll find things like Kubrick stuff, the burbs, and don't tell mom the babysitter's dead, which is a super cool shirt. Or you can just literally get a shirt that says cemetery on it. I did. Lindsay did. And it's wonderful. So check out our friends at Discount Cemetery on Instagram, Twitter, or Doc. Our show is a proud member of the Scavengers Network family of podcasting friends and podcasting podcasters. You can go to scavengersnetwork.com and check out some of the other great shows on the network. Or you can go to spookyspousescast.com, do some scrolling around, check out some of our cool merch on there that Lindsay designed. And then from there, you can also check out the Scavengers Network website. Sounds great. And as always, we would like to thank each and every one of you for listening to our show, for supporting our show, and most importantly, for telling people about our show. Thank you, spooky buddies, and stay spooky. And now, here is an advertisement in audio form for a podcast that we enjoy. What's this? Ooh, it's a note. It's got my name on it. Dear Aaron, I have written and rewritten this note, composing draft after draft to get the words just right. Like in the movie, Can't Hardly Wait. Remember that movie? I hope you do, because it has a lot to do with why I'm writing this note. I think it's time. Time for us to finally do a by-the-minute podcast about the movie Can't Hardly Wait. I think we could have a wonderful time. So, what do you say? Will you discuss every minute of Can't Hardly Wait with me? Your friend in time... James. You know you didn't have to read the whole thing to me. Like, I could just read it quietly to myself in my head. But if I don't do a voiceover, the audience would never find out what the letter says. And wouldn't that be frustrating from, like, a plot standpoint? Yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. So? Will you do the podcast with me? Of course, weirdo. We can release episodes every weekday on the Scavengers Network. My letter writing campaign was a success! How many times did you rewrite that thing? You don't want to know. Welcome back, you children of the underworld. (laughs) 
how many times do you say that and laugh? Uh, zero. I, well, that was the first <laughs> one, I guess. One, one time. Um, should I just kind of jump into some stuff here? I guess so. <laughs> okay. Do whatever you want. Um, so, Children of the Underworld. Here are just some random facts that I found on the intro net. Wow. So cool. So, you're facts, really, facts you're, might be in quotes, but... <laughs> you're really relating with our cool teen audience. <laughs> intro I net. I hope so. I'm cool. I don't just make doll clothes and sit at home alone. <laughs> you know, there was something, what was it? Oh, we, we were recording a little thing for a project that Ty and Eli over at Side Character Quest are doing. And twice, Caitlin from the uh, from the Unnatural 20s podcast and Eli from Side Character Quest, Side Character Quest both announced that they were cool, like you just yeah. did. And I realized... That can either really work or really flop. If yeah. you tell people, hey, I'm cool. Well, no one's going to think I'm cool. You just told them. Well, first of all, you told them I stay at home alone and make doll clothes. And then I also said that I turned a TV into static fuzz. Yeah, but I think that. Now I'm scary. That is so surface level because if you go back and listen to any of the episodes we've done, people will realize very quickly that you and I are painfully uncool. Yeah, that's true. We talked about allergy medicine at the top of the show, and this is supposed to be a spooky podcast. Well, do you want to hear the first thing that I have? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So blood donors in Sweden receive a text when their blood is being used. Uh, okay. <laughs> you know. How do you feel about that? Uh, straight up. Yeah. Gut instinct. I'm bordering. I'm like bordering well, around the like 50%. Well, because speaking of cool, it's like kind of cool. But at the same time, you're like, ah, I kind of don't want to know. I'm like 55% for this. Yeah. 45. Is that the right math? Yeah. 45? Yeah. 55? I don't know. Uh, I'm, yeah, who cares? I, um, that's such basic math and I don't know if it's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just hear or see numbers and my brain shuts off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm super smart. It's just like telling people you're cool. If you I'm tell cool people and you're I'm super sm smart. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. I. I am. I like this. I like yeah. this. It weirds me out, but I like it. What about What about you? I, yeah. Like I said. I mean, like part of me is like this is kind of cool, and then the other part of me is like, you know, just kind of. I mean, use my blood. I don't really need to know. They don't tell you like and pay an additional two dollars and know what it's being used for. Well, the reason that they do this, basically, I mean, there's a whole thing about it, but the, basically the reason that they do this is to get more donors, because if the donor is convinced that it's actually being used and it's beneficial, then they are more likely to donate again. Oh, that makes that makes sense. So knowing that, it makes me more for it, because it's like, well, if this helps people donate blood for people in need, then I think it's cool. I want to download the cool new app called Track My Blood where it tracks your blood and then it tells you how it's being used and if it's being used in someone and then it gives you their mailing address and then <laughs> you have a cool new pen pal. <laughs> well, then that's stalkerish. How's my blood? Just send him a quick letter that says, hey, enjoying my blood? No, that's that's a bad idea. What do you mean? Yeah. Your blood used to be my blood. <laughs> <laughs> no. Are you dreaming my dreams? No, but <laughs> I did just find out that I told you that this retired detective, Paul Holes, who I'm obsessed with, yes. he was telling me on a podcast, telling me you? personally, he said, Linz, listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> You're so cool and smart. But anyways, they are now realizing that if you donate like an organ or oh. plasma or something to someone else, they're the the donated or the donor no they're not the donor the the, the the person that gets it the donee the donee gets your stuff and your body can actually adapt to it and start changing to their dna so like he's like crime detective stuff like that and it's it he was, helped he helped solve the golden state killer exactly he's huge he's huge but he thinks it's crazy because he's like, well, now we have DNA testing, which is really beneficial to stopping murderers or, you know, serial murderers or anything like that. But now it's kind of crazy to think that, like, well, what if you get a serial murder gene 
and they're tracking you down and you're just an innocent person. Yeah, that's very peculiar. Yeah. Okay, next one I have. The inventor of the Pringles can is now buried in one. Oh, like the ashes? I don't know. I think so. I would, you know, I unless unless the inventor of the Pringles or of Pringles was just like a small bird, I bet you <laughs> it's the ashes. Yeah, I think it is. Uh, he died when he was 89. His children stopped at a Walgreens on the way to the funeral to buy him his burial Pringles can. What what flavor chips? Uh, I don't know. I was trying to look for that. <laughs> it doesn't say. But I think it was just the classic. You know, I think that's really funny because the family that now owns the Pringle Corporation and the Pringle name. Yeah. I'm sure that they, you know, they might, whenever they're using the bathroom, they might wipe with money. You know, it might be one of those situations. Right, right. But the fact that they stopped and the dude's urn was a Pringles can. He asked for it. That's very funny. Well, the fact that they had to stop at Walgreens and buy a Pringles can, like, if they're the inventors of Pringles, yeah, wouldn't they have them? Yeah, you would. Why think, would they have to stop at Walgreens and buy one? You would think you would. Your entire house would just be stocked with Pringles. I don't know. Huh? I wonder if they, because they, you know, Pringles family, they're very wealthy. I wonder if they walked into a, a, a Walgreens and they're like, "What is this place? <laughs> is this where poor yeah, people even, shop? Do they call it like?" A Walgrenes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next fact. I can't read that. Is that poor person language? <laughs> Is that poor person writing? Next fact, the unusual fact that I found. Um, a hotel in New Orleans will offer a $15,000 stay. So that's like seven nights or something at this luxurious penthouse. If you can prove and whoever stole the most outrageous item from them in the past. So you will be able to stay at this luxurious place for free with a value estimated at $15,000. Yes. If you can solve a crime. No, you don't solve a crime. You don't. Well, I thought you said you have to find who stole the thing. Well, yeah, if you stole something from them, then they're like, what'd you steal from us? And the most outrageous item that they stole from you from that hotel will get that stay. It's kind of funny because it's like you shouldn't really steal from us, but whoever stole something. So it's actually the Roosevelt Hotel, which is claimed to be haunted. Mm -hmm. So I think people steal things a lot. Mm -hmm. So they just kind of make it made it funny to celebrate their 125th anniversary. They were offering a free seven night stay in its presidential suite Along with private dinners, spa treatments estimated of like $15,000. So it was basically to get them to return the item that they stole, but also the most outrageous item that was stolen from the hotel. So I thought that someone years ago had stolen some ridiculous item and you had to solve the crime and then return the item that was stolen, and then you got $15,000. No, if you like show up with a mummy that you stole from Egypt, they're going to be like, whoa, we're going to call the police. <laughs> it has to be from their hotel. You have to steal something from their hotel, and then they have to you go- You had to have stolen. Oh, in the past, you had to have stolen something before. Yes. And went, hey, remember me? You can look up all my info. I stole a giant, I don't know, stuffed kangaroo uh, with a- bird with birds for hands yeah okay that's cool yeah i don't know i don't know either (laughs) (laughs) it might still be going on because it was march 2019 the contest started so i hope it's still going on i hope people are just really just uh exploring the space when it comes to light thievery a next fact that i have is a cornflake in the shape of illinois sold on ebay for one thousand three hundred fifty dollars Well, the guy that bought it, Monty Kerr, the owner of a trivia website from Austin, Texas, a.k.a. has too much money. Yeah. Um, He was the buyer. He explained that he wanted a special piece of cereal for his traveling museum. (laughs) I think, I think, (laughs) you know what, if if it was between not spending $1,000 on a piece of cereal and doing it, I wouldn't do it. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's just I don't I mean. know. I just think it's weird. It is very weird. Uh, I'll just do one more. Um, this one's very macabre, but very interesting. Uh, the Apollo 11 crew used hundreds of autographs as life insurance. Oh. So Neil Armstrong and the Apollo 11 crew faced the real chance that they would not return from the moon safely. So that would leave their families without financial support. Uh, due to the extreme danger they were about to face, they couldn't take out life insurance policies. So instead, they signed hundreds of autographs and gave to their families. So if they didn't make it home, they could sell them and make money. Wow. That's very macabre. Well, I bet you they still have those things and maybe they could still sell them now for a little bit of money. Yeah, they actually, they never needed to sell them obviously they all made it back safe but you can actually get things in auctions today but each one is just selling for uh thirty thousand dollars only <laughs> each autograph is thirty thousand dollars holy smokes that's insane yeah i just thought that was really like i mean imagine having to sit down and sign hundreds of autographs because you don't know you're gonna die yeah <laughs> Kind of a weird thing. Like, I'm going to sign all these in case I die. I mean, I guess it's nice. And then with my death, you can make money off (laughs) this. I guess it's nice to know, though, that you're an important enough person to where you can hopefully provide for your family if you die by signing a few hundred autographs. Right. Well, I guess this answers my questions because just a couple days ago, Netflix just released that The Challenger documentary. And I was like, who would want to watch that? Because we know what happens. And that seems so sad. Mm -hmm. Like, it seems so terrible to watch. I'm not emotionally ready. Well, I don't know if I ever will be ready to watch that documentary. So... I was thinking about it and I was like, you as an astronaut have to be completely content with the fact that you you might die. You could blow up. Like your chances of dying are very high. So you have to be very comfortable with death. And that kind of just confirms it that they were like, we're very comfortable with this. This is totally fine. Here's autographs in case we die. (laughs) (laughs) Like now I kind of just want to autograph a bunch of stuff in case I die. So then maybe... You can sell them for like a dollar or two. I would say about three bucks a piece. <laughs> Mine would go for about two dollars a piece. And we'd probably just sell them to our family members. Yeah. <laughs> That's Aww. it. That's it. That's just some weird facts that I found on the internet. Thank you, Lindsay. You mean the intro net. Isn't that what you said before? The intro of the net. Okay. Hmm. You want to stick with that one? You want to say it one more time? or? Uh, the intergalactic network of communication. That was way better. You're welcome. Thanks. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, we have a few voicemails and I want to get through two of them. Okay. Do you want a brand new one or do you want an update first? Let's do do a brand new. Okay. You ready? I'm ready. This comes to us all the way from Seattle, Washington. Hi, I'm Sarah and this is Thorin and I'm the one who has this sort of spooky Hilarious. True story. This kind of spooky, hilarious story. It's about a haunted tuna fish can, and it's absolutely hilarious. Okay, let's, let's jump into it. So, first of all, we were down at Camp Long. Which is in Seattle, Washington. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and then we find a tuna fish can, and then the moment we pick it up, we hear a loud noise. So then we rush to the pond that is near our our cabin, and we throw it in. The tuna fish can, into the pond. And then my cousin throws a rock in, throws a rock at it. And then? It starts bubbling like crazy. Like big, big bubbles. Just like... Like a cauldron. Basically. So then we run away, and we sleep, and then the next night, it's still bubbling. But And that's the end of it. And we don't know what that was, but we're pretty sure that somehow the tuna fish can was haunted. Yep. So, if you want to use this on an episode, that's totally fine. Yeah, we would love that. We we really like this show. Please do it. All right. Thanks. Bye. Uh, yeah. Yeah? Uh, yeah, it's haunted. Oh, I thought you were just agreeing with the story they told. <laughs> yeah. 
It's haunted. <laughs> well, I okay, so But like what's in it? Well, I want to get back to when when they first saw the tuna fish can. Okay. They picked it up or they threw it in the lake and they heard a loud bang. Oh yeah. What is that about? Um, it's the pre-haunting atmospheric bang. <laughs> okay. Oh, you mean the um the PHAB? Yeah. It's the PHAB. The PHAB. Uh, yeah. It doesn't happen all the time, but if you're lucky, it does. So yeah. congratulations. Yeah, not everyone. Now, Lindsay um, <laughs> and I have been to a few haunted locations, and we've never been lucky enough to hear a pre-haunting atmospheric bang, or sorry, a PHAB. A PHAB. Uh, but the fact that you heard the PHAB in Seattle, Seattle also, that whole area of the Pacific Northwest is so nice because there's this underlying atmospheric spookiness to the whole place there is and i think it's, it's so very great. it's a very cool city but yeah it's like always got that fog rolling in and and the 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 documentary of that there were three seasons of the killing was shot there that was a good show documentary <laughs> <laughs> oh sorry yeah okay so they heard a bang i wonder why they threw the the tuna fish into the water I would is I would throw it somewhere, and if there happened to be a body of water nearby, I would think, okay, how perfect is that? Because typically, if you see a weird haunted, or they didn't even know it was haunted, they right. pick it up, they hear the bang, and they're like, what do I do with this thing? Throw it in that pond or that lake, and then it starts bubbling, yeah. and they throw rocks at it. I would mm. think, good, sink that haunted tuna fish can to the bottom of the to the bottom of the thing. Well, I thought like because it's tuna and tuna comes from the water, they were putting it back. Putting it back home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you think a fish would eat tuna fish? What do you like, mean? Of that course. cannibalism. Oh, for sure, fish eat. Because I mean, I know fish eat fish, but like <laughs> processed tuna fish. I mean, okay, let's let's cut the crap. I know fish a fish. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I think they would love that. I think they would okay. really love it. Because, like, sharks eat chum, which is just spoiled That's true. stuff. And tuna fish is one of those things where it's good, but it tastes like it's five minutes away from being old. Yeah. But it's still good. Yeah. Well, okay, so, and it bubbled. Like a lot, I guess. Do you think they were drowning a ghost? The tuna fish? The tuna fish? No. When they threw it in the water, do you think there was a ghost in the tuna can mm. and they accidentally drowned that ghost like can you drown a ghost uh well if there were still bubbles the next morning if so we're going to not. yeah if we're thinking that there was a the ghost shrunk itself down to eat tuna fish out of a can mm -hmm. which you would think you wouldn't need to you could just sit there and just kind of snack like a regular person right but, but whatever goes so you can do that so why not exactly yeah but if there's still bubbles the next day then the ghost is probably honestly the ghost probably wasn't even inconvenienced by it the ghost is probably just at the bottom because it's still bubbling just still snacking and going like well oh. i'm down here now yeah it's probably because it tastes ghost to well if you shrink yourself down you're smaller which means it <laughs> takes you longer to eat that can of tuna fish i mean was it a five ounce was it a 12 ounce are we talking like, about a three thousand ounce or <laughs> one of them big like uh industrial tuna cans or and you know Lindsay and i really don't brag a lot about how smart we are but i do want to point out that Lindsay did just say something very smart is if you shrink yourself down you do get smaller yeah. And that's just a little bit of... So we, we don't like to get too heady on this show, but that's just, you know, sorry. Sometimes it happens. Or what if the ghost is trapped in that tuna can? That's what I kind of think is happening. And he's bubbling because he's like... Well, I mean, he he wouldn't make bubbles, though, because he doesn't need oxygen. So I so he's making the bubbles, like, somehow. So he's he has made a contraption <laughs> to make bubbles... To be like, hey, something's down here. Come get hey, me. Hey, you just kind of, you're almost drowning a ghost. Or it's his trick. And he's like, come get me. And then you get the tuna can out and then you open it. And he's like, I'm a ghost. And then that's that. And then he's like, sorry, I ate all the tuna. When you were saying that, no one could see it. But you were like shaking your head around like you had like sassy head. Yeah. And I, I do like that. Well, because it's a sassy ghost. Yeah, most are, I think, if they're always trying to haunt all the time. Or the ghost is frustrated because it's trying to eat the tuna, but it just goes through his body. So there's just always, it's like always there. Slimer effect. So it just keeps bubbling. Yeah. So it's just mm. like, oh, I just want to get rid of all this tuna, but I can't. So the ghost is stuck in its own perpetual limbo where it cannot, it has to do the exact same thing over and over again. Yeah. Eat the tuna, tuna falls out of your body. Eat the tuna, falls out. Yeah. 
Wow. Well, thank you very much for the story. We don't know what it was. Again, we're not that smart, but I think we I think that we think a ghost shrunk itself down, was eating the tuna, you threw the tuna, and it was for sure haunted because you heard the P-Hab, the pre-haunting atmospheric bang. Right. Sunk, bubbles, now the ghost is just stuck at the bottom of this lake eating tuna fish that keeps falling out of its body. Yeah, I'm just glad that you didn't let the tuna ghost out because tuna ghosts are the worst to have around. And they, Well, because they smell so bad. Yeah, they smell really bad and then they're always just like, eat more tuna. <laughs> so, you know. Well, if you notice any updates or if anything happens, please feel free to call or text us back. Uh, we'd love to know more about some Pacific Northwest tuna ghosts. At least in Pacific Northwest, you have fresh, probably fresh tuna. Yeah. So, you know, it maybe was high quality. Yeah, it could have been. I don't know. Lindsay, you want to take one more voicemail? Yes, I do. Okay, this is an update from our rando nodding compatriot companion, Calvin. Oh, yeah. Okay, ready? Yes. Hey, guys. It's uh, it's Calvin again. I keep forgetting to call. I told you guys I would leave you a voicemail. Uh, I got another fun story for you. Uh, not rando nodding related, but um, me and the the same friend who went rando nodding, we uh, looked up creepy stuff to do in New Jersey, and we found this road that is supposedly the most haunted road in New Jersey. It's a nine mile stretch of road with no street lights or anything on it, through these like dense woods. So we decided to drive down it, um, and a few interesting things happened. Um, car headlights just disappeared behind us there's no there's no other roads off of this road so we don't know where that car went behind us but it just disappeared um we encountered someone stopped in the middle of the road on a bridge that is supposedly haunted um so that was interesting drove around them and kept going but definitely the weirdest thing that happened was uh about I don't know, 20 feet off the left side of the road, we saw a very large group of cars parked in the woods, all their headlights on. So I guess my my question for you guys is, uh, what do you make of all this? Uh, if you want to do some research on it, it's called Clinton Road in New Jersey. And uh, to top it all off, it also has, I believe, one of the longest stoplights in America at the, uh, the end of it, clocking in at an eight-minute red light. So that's a fun thing that we experienced, and it was very scary, and I wanted to let you guys know about it. Uh, stream music for exploring when you can. It's a great album. Uh, and be good, guys. Bye. I have not heard of Clinton Road in New Jersey, and those are really creepy experiences. Why is it? Calvin, thank you for your call. And also thank you for the very small plug at the end of your voicemail. <laughs> but why is it that Calvin always seems to do the spookiest and the weirdest stuff? Well, because Calvin is a ghost attractor. Okay, well, that's So simple. some of us are lucky and some of us aren't. And Calvin <laughs> happens to be one of those people. Um, that's weird, though. That I See, weird. I would be freaked out if the headlights disappearing, I'd be like, okay, weird. But if I had to drive around someone on a haunted road, I'd be like, I hate this. And then if I came up to a group of cars just hanging out, whether haunted or not, if it's just a bunch of, you know, them teenagers... Mm. making mischief that could be even scarier so i don't know what it is but when i'm in a car and there is someone where they're not supposed to be just like a normal walking around person yeah i don't like it it makes me very <laughs> nervous and i get very creeped right. out especially on a nine mile stretch of haunted road yeah i don't know what i would have yeah, that would have really weirded me out. I think the headlights disappearing right behind you, it's almost as if the haunted road has an employee and that employee is like, okay, your only job is when someone drives down the road, drive behind <laughs> them, turn your headlights off, and then go back to where, you know, you wait for the next car. Head on back. It's Yeah, like I could see that being like a state job that you work for New Jersey to keep up the lore right. of that spooky road. Well... 
Also, what I think would be the creepiest thing is you drive down this road. There's already the lure of it, so you're kind of nervous. You see things, makes you even more nervous. And then you have to sit at a stoplight for over eight minutes just sitting in your car. That's less, that's a little bit less than one minute per mile of the road. Yeah. And that's a little bit of math, just very quick. But that... I wouldn't like that. I think, like, do you think they do that on purpose? Because they're like, we know people are going to come down this road because it's haunted. We're going to make him sit here for a little bit. Well, okay. If you think about it, maybe the person who drove and the headlights turned off works for New Jersey. Uh-huh. That's at the beginning of the haunted road. And then you get to the end and it's an eight minute stoplight. Mm-hmm. I-, I could also see how the state of New Jersey or whoever owns... You know, Clinton Road, maybe it's the Crypt Keeper. Yeah. You know, says, well, let's have the stoplight be the creepy cherry on top. Yeah. And sit there for eight minutes and just build up in suspense. I just got a really good idea for a shirt. Maybe I should make it and send it to Calvin of the Clinton Road Crypt Keeper. Yeah. And then it has like a big stoplight on it. Okay. And it's the spooky Crypt Keeper. Make one. Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. I don't know. Cool. <laughs> uh Well, Calvin, Lindsay and I always look forward to hearing your really creepy stories. And thank you for calling. And that really goes for anybody. We love hearing any creepy stories. It just so happens that Calvin has a lot of really good ones. Calvin is a ghost attractor. Yeah, Calvin's a ghost magnet. And I think we can all strive to be stronger and more, uh, what? Ghost magnety? Magnety or ghost magnets, yeah. Yeah, g-magnets. Okay, that's fine to say. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you have any creepy stories or if you have any unsolved uh, spooky encounters or you want our opinion on something spooky or weird or unexplained like a haunted tuna fish can in Seattle or anything, you can call our spooky hotline. The phone number is 803-816-2667. Or 803-816-BOOZE. And this being the spookiest month of the year, we're really encouraging each and every one of you to call us. Send us a text. Give us a voicemail. Whatever you want. We'll we'll answer them. We don't care. Yeah, we don't care at all. So there, dude. Duh. <laughs> you, you did. Okay. Yeah. This is sweet. This is a sweet part of our show. Yeah. Well, we would like to thank everybody at the Scavengers Network. A wonderful podcast there. You can find them on thescavengersnetwork.com along with us. Or you can also check out our new spooky merchandise on spookysaucescast.com. We have a cool little tote and a cool little mug for your blood. Even though we said it's not for blood, right now it's for blood. Well, what about in Sweden when it texts you when somebody is using your blood that you donated, but really it just says like, Jordan is now drinking your blood thank you out of the collectible spooky spouses mug (laughs) no plug intended (laughs) we would also like to thank eli rexford barlafleus chambers and that's his hidden second middle name Hmm. for writing the music you heard at the beginning the middle and the end of our show you can find eli on social media at eli who does music he's a special boy he has arms that are made out of flutes and that's just scientifically true and accurate yeah it is um we'd also like to thank each and every one of you because without you listening there is an us but it's a very sad one like us as an aura yeah our energy it's us as a sad our light shines brighter with each and every one of you helping to illuminate our solar <laughs> beams <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Uh, If you'd like to, you can leave us a review. You can do the whole thing on iTunes or wherever else. But most importantly, we would just love if you helped spread the word about our silly safe for work. For the most part, we do say fart a lot and diarrhea and stuff like that. Oh, there was a weird... I'll have to talk about it next week. There was a weird thing about poop. Okay, cool. (laughs) And I was like, Jordan's really going to love this one. And I totally forgot. So for next time. I'm stoked for next time. When you, you know, Lindsay, I'm stoked for a week from now when you can tell me a creepy story about poop. (laughs) Uh, But what was I saying before you said poop? Um, Um, We appreciate everyone. This is great. Just tell people. Yeah, just tell people about our show. That's, That's the best. That's the best form of flattery ever, IRL. 
Well, until next week, uh, we hope that your October is off to a good start and that you maybe this week you you do a lot of tests. Maybe you go buy a little bit of tuna fish in a can and you do some sort of maybe like you put like an EMF reader next to it and see if it has a lot of uh, ghost energy attached to it. Yeah. Watch those scary movies and make some hot cocoa and eat soup. Mm. Yum. We did. We ate a lot of butternut squash this weekend because this weekend was uh, Lindsay's birthday. It was. As well. And it was very nice. I turned seven. <laughs> yeah. D5. L- Lindsay and I are both 75 years old. <laughs> it was very good. We went and pet cows and horses and we ate a bunch of butternut squash and it was very nice. We did. Okay. Well, until next week, we will see each and every one of you later. Bye-bye. Bye. One, two, three, four, five, 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 six, seven, eight, eight, eight. Lens? A, B, C, 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 see you later, alligator. <laughs> you were, that's, uh, you, you were going to sing a song and then you stopped your song. I know. Do you want to sing more? No. If I start one, will you take it over? Maybe. Mashed potato, gravy too, and macaroni. How about you? I'll kick my feet and lost my shoe. I just ate gravy too. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah, was it? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, bye. Bye. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content. PodCube. Podcasts from the past delivered to the future. With PodCube's pseudo-linear 4D adiabatic qubit streaming technology, you can select any point in history and record it for personal gain. What was the group dynamic with Australopithecus? What brand of cigarettes did the Spanish Inquisition smoke? Was Leonardo da Vinci a pants guy? Or a shorts guy? You can discover with PodCube. Listen for yourself to the flagship PodCube podcast, Alabaster's Haberdashery. Recorded on location in 1880. Simply search PodCube, all one word, in your podcast app or visit poweredbypodcube.com. PodCube, the future is yesterday. Hey, well...